the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another installment of Leadership Bisberg. I'm your host, Mike Howard, and we are in studio with Greg Fuhrer from Baratung Advisors. Greg, we've been uh, waiting to do this for a while, almost way back to that L3 Leadership Day uh, where we first met and been here for a couple little meetings, a little pizza. So I'm glad to have you in to talk uh, leadership, Baratung, talk about you and your background and all that. But I know there's something you have to read for us, don't you? Absolutely. So I just did a quick uh, compliance disclosure. Uh, as Mike, as you said, my name is Greg Fuhrer, and I'm a certified financial planner and CEO of Baratung Advisors. I offer securities and investment products and services offered through Waddell & Reed Incorporated, a member of FINRA, F-I-N-R-A, and SIPC. Baratung Advisors is a separate entity from WRI. Well, welcome to Leadership Bisberg, Greg. Good to have you. It is great to be here. It's an honor and a pleasure. Well, I know, like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about L3 leadership later. I know that's a big uh, big thing in your life, and it is starting to get there for me as well. We met at the L3 one day. Doug Smith and the folks have have great stuff. Uh, Doug's been on a leadership Bisberg with me as well, and we probably need to get him in here and, and do a redo because it's been a little while and all the things that have changed and happened there. But tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, how, you, how did school come about? Was there some education to get to where you are today, or was it like me and you had a total different change after you got out of college yes i'm born and raised in the pittsburgh area all my life i grew up in a little town called freeport Mm. Uh, for those you don't know it's the was at one point in time the only freeport on the allegheny river back in the river heydays uh so grew up there thought i would never leave there uh was my family all still live in the community Uh, i was blessed to grow up in a family of a small business owner and my dad really modeled leadership and faith in my life and has been a big development into my life. And he was always running businesses out of the house and didn't just run those businesses, but use them as a training tool for mm-hmm. not only myself, but my siblings. I uh, used to go to business meetings with them all the time, used to go to board meetings. It was just almost an extension of our life. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of how I grew up. I always expected to stay in the area that I was. I grew up in, never wanted to leave. Uh, we always joked around. Then I met my wife, who was from the South Hills. And I always say in Pittsburgh that Mount Washington is like the Mason-Dixon line. Right. It separates the north and the south, and the people from the south of Pittsburgh do life a little bit differently than the people from the north of Pittsburgh. And the fact You married that, a foreigner. That's right. I married a foreigner. <laughs> I was a northerner married a southerner, and uh, I told her we got married. Don't ever expect me to move on that side of Mount Washington. And uh, she's got me closer and closer and closer. I now live down in uh, the north side. So she thinks she's going to get me over that mountain. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, you all look at uh, Mount Washington's a good one. Uh, those of us from out of state look at it like 376 is the Mason Dixon <laughs> the Parkway. Uh, yeah. Greg's interesting. Your last name is Fuhrer, but this isn't Fuhrer Advisors. It's Baratung Advisors. You got a little history for both of those names for us? Absolutely. So that's something that's really important to me. Uh, you know, I did work for a major financial services firm. Uh, phenomenal place to work. I was so blessed with great leadership there mm-hmm. that I was able to mentor underneath and, and great company. But the problem was, in a big corporation, your values don't always align with the corporations. 
And that's mm-hmm. not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a reality. And uh, as a person of faith, there were certain things I wanted to do uh, that I wasn't able to express my faith openly. So I felt forced to start my own company. Mm-hmm. And so when I went out and started my own company, I started with what do we want to stand for? What's different? And um, I actually hired a consultant. He was one of my good friends. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, looking for a company name, and I want it to have meaning. I told him I wanted three things out of it. One, I wanted it to be Googleable. And I don't know if that's a word, but it's a word I used for him. I wanted to be able to you search on Google, it's easy to find. The second thing I wanted from it, I wanted it to have a deep meaning. And I told him that when you name something, your name means something. I always like to use the biblical reference. All the time you see somebody with a name and they change their name mm-hmm. because it's a new. You're born anew. Your name has meaning. And I told him the third thing is I want a name when you look at it. You have to say, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So he told me, he said, Greg, usually when we do that in my industry, we look at foreign languages, typically Greek, Latin, and Italian. He came back to me and said, I didn't find anything that met all the criteria. We had put together a bunch of words that met what we were looking for. And uh, he goes, but I did look in German because I knew your last name was German. And I found a word that means advice, guidance, and counsel, which were three of the ten words that you said is what your firm means. And I said, that's perfect. Let's do it except for I have one problem. He said, what's that? I said, usually words in German are extremely long, extremely hard to pronounce, and you spit and sound angry when you say them. <laughs> and he said, well, the word's baritone. I said, sold. And so that's really what the meaning is, and that's really what we've tried to do is we at our firm – one, our first core value is teamwork, and we just truly believe in a team that the sum of the parts – or excuse me, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And that's so important that it's not Greg Fear Financial. It's not any one of my business partners financial. It's really baritone because it's bigger than us. It's going to live after us, and it's really the meaning of what we're trying to do. Excellent. You're listening to Leadership Bisberg. I'm your host, Mike Howard, in studio with Greg Fuhrer of Baratung Advisors. Greg, what website, contact info? How could people find out if after this show they're like, I'd like to learn more about that guy? Yeah, so the easiest way to find out more about us is our website. That's baratungadvisors.com. That's B as in Bravo, E-R-A-T-U-N-G. Advisors is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S.com. You can also just type in our name to Google. As I said, it's Googleable. Yeah. And then you can always contact me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn at Greg Fuhr. That's F-U-R-E-R. And we also have a Facebook page. That's Facebook.com slash Baritone Advisors. So what was the day or the year that you actually got your toe or your whole body into the financial advising business? Oh, that was uh, 2006. I can't okay. remember the exact day. I started close enough. <laughs> I started when I was a senior in college. I actually started uh, while I was in college. Uh, that's when I started. So I started right before the, as some people call it, the Great Recession, the global financial crisis of 2008. So was just starting my career and uh, got slapped in the face with a, a major economic slowdown. So that was a, a great start for me. Business baptism by fire. That's right. That's <laughs> exactly right. And, and by the way, that's always the best way to get started in business. Oh, I'm telling you, it's something. That's when I started, like two months before it happened, as the sales manager at Salem Media Word FM. So yeah, I, I had two great months, and then it was like, okay, what's happening now? <laughs> and alumni where? Uh, University of Pittsburgh. All I'm right. a big Pitt fan, and that's actually why our company's colors are blue and gold. It's funny. Everything has a meaning. Our logo. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the card. He's not lying. <laughs> everything has a meaning. Our logo, and people are always like, "So what's the blue mean? What does that color mean in marketing? What's the gold mean?" I'm like, "It's just because my high school." In my college, were blue and gold. Both and of them. I'm a Pitt uh, season ticket holder in football and basketball, and just a huge Pitt fan. 
Well, one of the things, Greg, I wanted to get into um, from the leadership perspective, and we can talk more about you know financial planning and goals as far as how you really help people out in that regard and, and how leadership plays in that. But that's truly it. I tell our salespeople that they are leaders, whether they like it or not. Someone is handing you uh, they're marketing ideas, they're marketing money, and they're expecting you to deliver and be a leader for them. So that's why I stress studying leadership. Boy, of all the jobs and things that are out there, financial planning is leading. Talk to us about that angle of being a financial planner and what people expect. Yeah, I think not even just a financial planner, just from our firm in general. You know, I just finished up all the quarterly reviews. You know, the, the second quarter ended in June, and so we're doing all our quarterly reviews for employees. And that's one of the big messages that we say to our team members is we want them to have a leadership mentality, not an employee mentality. And John Maxwell always says that leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing less. Hmm. Every person has somebody that's watching them. Yeah. Somebody that's looking at them and what they're doing. So every person on this earth is a leader to somebody. And I think that's so important, whether you're a financial advisor, whether you work for a financial planning firm, whether you are in radio, it does not matter. At the end of the day, you're influencing others. And you have a choice and a decision. Are you going to be intentional about that influence and leave a legacy and leave an impact on the world with your legacy? Or are you just going to drift through life and lead others astray. And I think that that's the key thing. And that's why I love financial planning. That's what really attracted me to this industry is that I can help make an impact on people's lives and I can lead them. And that's really what we try to do. We try to guide all of our clients at the end of the day to reach their goals. People come to us, they talk about their goals. It's not my goals. It's not some formula out there or success. If you save X amount of dollars, you need to do this, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. It's essentially is let's hear what your goals are and help me to guide you and lead you to the path to where you want to get to. And that's what leadership really is to me. So when people are choosing financial planners and uh, depending on no matter what age they are, you know, I'm telling my kids to start looking at it at early in life, get counsel in everything in life, and especially in this one, because this is one that's going to matter uh, way down the road, depending on what it is you want to do in life. If you want to work all your life, you know, that's fine. Do that. If you want to be more retired and have money support you to do other things, ministry, you know, nonprofit work, whatever it is, you've got to have a plan to do that. Talk about that angle of it from leadership to a plan, uh, how you do that with at, at Bear Tongue, but also just in general for, for a life skill. Yeah, it's, it's, I couldn't agree more about being intentional. You have to be intentional to get somewhere. And you, you, know, you just showed that you're doing leadership with your children. You're telling them that it's smart to be uh, good about your finances, that you have to be a good steward of the assets you've been provided. And there's two ways to lead people. There's through uh, words, like you're talking about, but there's also the actions. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that say, hey, preach the gospel. Should be uh, Live the gospel. Only use words if necessary. And there will be people out there that say, hey, I want to preach, 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 preach. But not too many of us are in the middle yeah. to where we use our words and our actions line up with our words. That's such the key thing in life. You have to have your actions line up with your words and be proactive. When you're out there doing that and you can help somebody to get to where they want to be, the fulfillment that you're going to receive from that is unlike the fulfillment you get from anywhere else. So I think that that's awesome that you're doing that for your children and starting them out on that. You're breaking the cycle that so many people have where nobody's out there helping them. Nobody's being intentional for it. And when you're not intentional, it's just like if we got in a car today and we started driving. If I didn't tell you we're going to Orlando, you'd probably be pretty frustrated. 
But if I told you we're going to Disney World, you're willing to sit there for 20 hours in a car. Yeah, especially if you're paying for the ticket. That's right. right. That's right. right? (laughs) So you just got to have a place that you're going in life. Absolutely. You're listening to Leadership Bisberg. Our guest is Greg Fuhrer from Bear Tongue Advisors. And just like the name, that is the website, B-E-R-A-T-U-N-G advisors.com. And you can find Greg Fuhrer, F-U-R-E-R, on LinkedIn if you'd like to go that route. So a leadership mindset then. When would you say, Gray, in your life that leadership, the leadership light bulb went off? Was it in high school or college or at, or where would you say you were like, this is kind of fascinating. I kind of like this and I need to learn more about it. Well, uh, I can tell you that I was blessed that happened early on. Mm-hmm. I mentioned going to well, Orlando. You said your dad too, but yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, we used to go to drive to Orlando. We had a timeshare growing up down near Disney. And that was back when timeshares were the same week at the same exact place. And we would all hop this van. We would drive in 20 hours and my dad would be playing Zig Ziglar tapes. Oh my. That. Good old Automobile University. Yep. So it's actually, I can't remember the exact moment that I was introduced to leadership because I was inundated from a young age. Uh, I was yeah. constantly, every time I was in the car, I was listening to audio cassettes on leadership. My dad would go to leadership seminars. I'd be six years old and my dad would be taking me to leadership seminars. And not only that, but my dad demonstrated leadership. Mm-hmm. He was constantly involved in tons of nonprofits in our community giving back and had me coming to all those meetings with him. Oh, wow. So constantly, it, was, it wasn't so much a light bulb went off. It was just a way of life. It was something that was natural to me. And it wasn't just my father. My mother uh, was involved in leadership and constantly was sharing that. My grandfather was a leader and always constantly showing me how to be a leader, taking me to different meetings. Uh, it was just constantly an example. So there was never a moment. It was just something that became an expectation of yeah. my life. But I think the key is I wasn't told you need to be a leader because you need to tell people what to do. I was always taught that you have to be a leader so that you can help others. And two quick examples of that. Mm -hmm. My father, being a small business owner, we used to use a company called Paychex to do our payroll. And this is back when there was an automated deposit, right? (laughs) And so on Wednesdays, we would get all these checks in the mail, and we had to have them all signed and ready to go for the employees for Friday. And we had to stamp her my dad's signature. We'd all sit down around his table and help him to sign these checks. And every so once in a while, he'd pick up a check and he'd tell me to read a name on it. I'd read him the name. He would tell me, do you know that they have a mortgage? Do you know that they have two cars? Do you know that if I can't provide for them, they can't provide for their family? Oh, He wow. would talk about how he couldn't sleep at night because of that. Now, I understood that. But I didn't really understand that until the first paycheck I signed that came out of my pocket. That's the difference between sympathy and empathy, right? <laughs> it's, 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 it's the truth. And I tell you yeah. what, that is what leadership is. And the other quick story that my dad always told me was we'd be going out to eat. And he would see somebody at the other table be rude to a waiter or a waitress. And he would take that as a moment as a teaching lesson and talking about how hard that person's working and what they have to do each and every day. And when you treat others that are serving you like they're supposed to serve you, then that is not what God is expecting you. And he would always teach us that Jesus was a servant leader. Mm-hmm. And it was just constantly fed into my life. So I think that it's there's not that moment that 
I could go back to. It was just constantly told. And I think the key is it was the why behind it. It wasn't you're going to be a leader because your name's going to be lifted high. It's not you're going to be a leader because you can get more out of life. It was because of the impact you can have on others and the lives you can change. Excellent. You're listening to Leadership Bisberg. I'm your host, Mike Howard, in studio with Greg Fuhrer of Baritung Advisors. Greg, you, you mentioned how your dad did it. Obviously, it's it's coming through and showing how you take care of your employees. But interestingly, you could do the same thing with the families that you help in financial advising. You know, so this true. person has this. This is their dream. This is Talk to us a little bit about how you then kind of take that leadership that you're using, that you've learned, that you're using with your team, but you're moving it then over into the people that you advise. And how, why is that important? I, I think that's extremely important. And that really is an extension of leadership because, again, it's serving those clients. Um, we're going from a lot of other advisors might try to sell a client on a product or sell a client on an idea where you hire us to be the servants for you. We just happen to be the servants that are going to help you with your financial plan. And what we want to do is one of our key things is empower people. Leadership mm-hmm. is empowering people. Yeah, John Maxwell says it's influence nothing more or nothing less. But when you use that influence correctly, you can empower people. And that is what true leadership does. That's what we do with financial planning. When you say to somebody, you can retire with confidence at the age you wanted to with a high probability, it's like a light bulb goes off. You can buy that lake house that you guys have dreamed up. You can send little Sally to school. Just giving them that confidence, it's going to go out into every part of their life. One of the things we always say It's the number one reason for divorce, the number one reason for bankruptcy, and the number one reason for stress in America is often cited as money issues. Mm -hmm. Money controls people. And when you can have it to where you control your money and you're intentional, just like leadership in life, it changes the way you use your money. And so when we do that, we not only are leading those clients, but we're in turn turning the leaders. They're leading their money and they're leading others well. Because they can't be healthy leaders and have healthy influence in their community unless they're coming from a healthy standpoint. And that's not just physical health. It's also monetary health. And that's how we lead. Because the other part about leadership, it's great to be a leader. But if you can't multiply that, if you can't use what you've empowered people to empower others, then you're not going to leave as much of an impact. We believe that a financial advisor can't have more than 250 direct households. There's a whole reason why we believe that math. It has to do with how many people you can meet in a given year. Mm-hmm. So if you can only impact 250, you're not going to have a lot of impact in this world. But if you can impact 250 people who in turn impact 250 people who in turn impact 250 people, it becomes that ripple effect. And that's exactly. truly what that leadership looks like in financial planning. And you're teaching uh, and leading stewardship that not only then would impact their the finances that they have and what they're doing, but can probably roll into other aspects of their life to where they're becoming good stewards of what they're learning from you about how to take care of this, how to invest that, um, how to give, you know, if you're a giver and you want to help non here's what you do there. And, and maybe they'll decide, you know what, I've been given to that nonprofit board, but I've never served on that nonprofit board. Maybe I need to step out. And that's where I think the empowerment comes in. How neat it is that you get a, to do all that. It's fun. potentially with each of those 250. I, I tell you, I genuinely, Love what I do for a living. Yeah. Uh, people talk about retirement. Retirement to me is working less hours. Uh, I, I just love it. I, yeah. I, every day I get up, I get out of bed, and it's really because I'm impacting lives. And it's, I always say that what we do is a noble profession. Uh, doctors are a noble profession. 
pastors are a noble profession, and I believe financial advisors, when they do financial planning correctly, is a noble profession because you truly have an impact on people's lives. It's a beautiful thing. Amen. You're listening to Leadership Bisberg. I'm your host, Mike Howard, in studio with Greg Fuhrer from Baratung Advisors. If you'd like to find out more about Greg's company, it's B-E-R-A-T-U-N, BaratungAdvisors.com. You can find Greg at uh, LinkedIn, F-U-R-E-R. I always, we talked about it. I always want to throw that H in there, and you said, well, you kind of pronounce it with the H in there, but it's not spelled in there. Yeah, the, tr- the truth is it should have an H. Uh, my ancestors, when they came over to Ellis Island in the early 20s, uh, they, they were told, we're going to spell it F-U-R-E-R, and if you didn't like it, you had to go back over. So uh, that's yeah, how well, it was okay. spelled. Okay, lose the H, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Hey, uh, in our few minutes left, you and I mentioned an organization early in the show, uh, L3 Leadership. And I know that's had a profound impact on you personally and professionally. Give us a little uh, little story on, on how that has happened, who they are to you, uh, and about yeah. a little bit about L3 Leadership. Yeah, it has. Of all the nonprofits and organizations that I've been involved in, uh, this organization has had the most impact on my life. And really, the way I found a way it started, I was going through a rough patch in my life. I had, at that point in time, lost one of my largest clients. Uh, I don't lose many clients. And to lose one, they become like family members. Yeah. And it really becomes a, a tough thing to deal with. And especially when I don't know, I can't see something I did wrong or something I led that person astray. Maybe I missed a phone call or something along the way. I didn't do anything. that, And I was really struggling with this and, and wrestling with God on it. And one of the ways that I pulled myself out of it was I needed to start focusing on something better. So somebody had recommended this podcast to me, and I started listening to it. And in a course of about 36 hours, I believe I listened to about 20 hours worth of podcasts, I reached out to the guy that hosts the podcast, Doug Smith, as you mentioned, with the L3 Leadership. And I told him, hey, I, this podcast has really just changed my life and made me totally rethink of what God's had me laid out in my life. And it actually led to me starting my own company. And as I was going through all this, we just started talking to each other and he started challenging me. Uh, it started out with, hey, why don't you run a half marathon when I never run even a 5K at that point. It's led to now multiple marathons in the same month, uh, ultra marathons. It's just constantly challenging me. The thing that Doug always says at L3 Leadership uh, is he wants everyone in L3 Leadership to be fully known, fully loved, and fully challenged. And that's something we embrace at Baratung Advisors, mm-hmm. and I think that all leaders need to embrace. Uh, fully love people, love them for who they are, no matter what. Fully know them, understand them, who they are. But the part that people get wrong so often is they don't challenge each other. Yeah. And what L3 Leadership has is these mastermind groups mm-hmm. where other leaders get together And just as iron sharpens iron, we get together as leaders, and we talk about the problems we're having. Leadership is lonely. And you surround yourself with a community of leaders, it will change your life. Because they'll not only be there for you in those down moments, they're going to challenge you in those ups and make you actually work harder and have a bigger impact on the lives. Uh, They provide content a bunch of different ways. One of the things is uh, L3 One Day. Yeah. Unfortunately, postponed because of coronavirus this year. And I know you and I have sat together. It's a it's a great time. They bring in nationally renowned speakers uh, and have a huge impact. 
They do a uh, podcast. It's a phenomenal podcast to listen to. Uh, it's actually ranked as one of the top 25 leadership podcasts right now out there. I think he's close to what, almost 300 episodes now. He's yes. be closing in on that if he's not there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal podcast. Uh, absolutely outstanding guests on the podcast. Great format. They also have these mastermind groups, uh, which has really been the impact for me. That's yeah. the special sauce. And if you're not familiar with the concept mastermind group, it's being around another group of like individuals and challenging each other. And uh, there's a lot of organizations that have them out there. I think the difference with L3 is the way that they uh, nourish you, uh, the way they help grow you on that. And it's not a, a large group either. You're in, in, in much more of a small group in yes, that case. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, there are typically 12 members or That's less. Good. Yeah. Well, and it was funny. I just wanted to mention a little funny thing is you were you were podcasting all those years in, in the van on the way down to Orlando with Zig Ziglar. We just didn't call it that. Then. That's right. That's and right. we didn't have the technology we have now that now makes it a podcast. But that's really what it is. I mean, the spoken word is still very popular, whether it's in radio, whether it's podcast, whether it's on a CD, whatever it is. And it's growing, growing more. It's grown 20 percent over the last 10 years. That's what people while we love our music. There's something about that spoken word and learning. We're built to learn, right? That's right. I can't can't agree enough. That's actually our second core value of our company is education. And mm-hmm. uh, that's next to leadership, probably my next biggest passion is education and just constantly being a lifelong learner. That's great. You're listening to Leadership Bisberg. I'm your host, Mike Howard. We're in studio with Greg Fuhrer from Baratung Advisors. B-E-R-A-T-U-N-G is how you spell that. So it's Baratung Advisors. Dot com. Our last minute or so, Greg, uh, I appreciated having you come in. This always goes much faster than we think right. or even that we like because there's so much more. Uh, you mentioned John Maxwell. Any other authors, mentors, things that you'd want to throw out there that people might want to look into? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's I, I could go on forever. I read four to six books a month, so it's really hard to narrow them down. But I'm a huge Andy Stanley fan. Uh, okay. I can't get enough of his books. John Maxwell, uh, Jeff Henderson, who's Andy Stanley's number two, has a great book out there. Uh, Carrie Newoff is another okay. one that I really follow. I like uh, leaders of faith that share their faith with me a little bit in their books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I can't say enough about Zig Ziglar. It might be an old school one, but he's just, he's phenomenal. Well, if you want passion about what you're doing yeah. and, po- you know, just a positive passion, that's Zig. It, it's speaking of uh, leaders that have gone before us that are no longer with us. I mean, Stephen Covey's another classic. Mm. I remember reading Seven Habits when I was growing up at a young age, and it still never gets old. Well, one of the things I like to bring up in the leadership bizbergs, and I don't know that I do it every time, but you prompted me to it, and that is a love for lifelong learning. And it sounds like you're there. It oh, sounds yeah. like your organization is there. And, uh, and that's what we really encourage people to. I agree. I think that uh, knowledge is so key. Uh, it's it's without knowledge, you can't truly know God. And yeah. I think that that's something we we forget sometimes that knowledge is really a gift from God. And if we use it wisely, it can have a huge impact on our lives and the impact on lives of yeah. others. Excellent. Well said. Way to close it out, uh, Greg Fear from Baratung Advisors. Thanks for joining us here on Leadership Bisberg. Awesome. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. We'll see y'all next time.